Sermon Index Classics, featuring the vintage audio sermons from the past century. Welcome again to Sermon Index and today's program featuring some of the best sermons preached in the last century. This program is provided by the Ministry of Sermon Index. For more messages, log on to our website, www.sermonindex.com. Now, here's today's program. thank you so much, Lord, for your presence here. We thank you for putting your hand upon Keith. And we just ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, to wash him afresh in your precious blood, Lord Jesus, to make him a clean channel through which this, your spirit can flow and your word can come forth with mighty power right here today. Glorify your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you. I am grateful to God to be here today. Just particularly want to thank Mr. Corville uh, for organizing me coming to the States so many times over many, many years and the wonderful way he has uh, I, the itinerary of the tours that I've been able to do uh, over the years to speak to many multitudes of people across your land. I thank you, Don, and also very much to Greg Gordon. I'm very honored, Mr. Gordon, that you have allowed me to speak in your conferences, which have somehow reached multitudes across the world. People just phone and send messages from across the whole world. And I thank you for being very much the instrument through which God allowed my ministry to reach so many in so many places through your wonderful um, achievement by the grace of God in the websites that you do of Sermon Index and these lovely conferences that you've held back for a few years. But I'm grateful to God and I think many across the world are grateful to God that you've begun now after five years, I think, of absence. Uh, we trust that that which lies ahead for your ministry, Brother Greg, will stagger the powers of hell across the whole earth in a wonderful way. Thank you for what you do for God, dear brother. A staggering, a staggering, fearful percentage, a staggering and fearful percentage of what is called fundamental evangelical Christianity throughout the world today is tragically in grave danger, in grave danger of accepting 
advocating and preaching things that are contrary to sound doctrine. 1 Timothy 1 verse 10. Things that are contrary to sound doctrine. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. 2 Timothy 4 verse 3. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. The Word was with God and the Word was God. The Word was with God and the Word was God. Verse 14, and the Word was made flesh. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. God was made flesh. God was made flesh. God. God was made flesh and dwelt among us. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3 verse 16. God was manifest in the flesh. Micah 5 verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrata, out of thee shall he come forth. Out of thee shall he come forth unto life, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting, whose goings forth have been eternal. Eternal. Isaiah 7 verse 14. Behold, a virgin, a virgin, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God, God with us. Matthew 1 verse 23. God with us. Isaiah 9 verse 6. For unto us a child is born. A child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called. His name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. 
His name shall be called the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. I and my Father are one. I and my Father are one, John 10, verse 30. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father also. John 14, verse 9. One John two verse twenty two. Who is a liar? Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. John 5, verse 23. All men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. All men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Isaiah 48 verse 16. From the beginning. From the time that it was. There am I. There am I. From the beginning. From the time that it was. There am I. And now the Lord God. And his spirit. Hath sent me. And now the Lord God and his spirit hath sent me. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, thy God. I am the Lord, thy God. My Lord. And my God, Thomas cried in John 20, verse 28. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I know thee, who thou art. The Holy One of God. Mark 1 verse 24. Here, demons, demons, fallen angels recognized. And acknowledged him to be the Holy One of Israel. 
but ye denied the Holy One. Acts 3 verse 14. Ye denied the Holy One. Thus says the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God. From the beginning, from the time that it was, there am I. And now the Lord God and his Spirit hath sent me. The Trinity, the triune God, God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Ghost, a triune God. For there are three, there are three, there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. There are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. 1 John 5 verse 7. Textus Receptus. The majority text. The majority of ancient manuscripts. Which were preserved from the time of the early church through the ages. But this. The pivotal verse in the entire Bible defending the doctrine of the Trinity. This. The pivotal verse in the entire Bible defending the doctrine of the Trinity is either omitted or discredited in the footnotes or margins of most of the new translations of the Bible as not accurate as it is not found in the oldest known manuscript, which is, of course, Westcott and Hort's Textus Vaticanus, which was discovered in Alexandria in the mid-1800s, upon which most of the new translations of our Bible are based and have been translated from. 1 John 5, verse 7, for there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. These three are one. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Colossians 2 verse 9. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Colossians 2 verse 9. Revelations 1 verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 8. I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the ending. Which is and which was and which is to come. The Almighty. I am the Almighty. 
I am the Almighty. In the beginning, God, Elohim, Hebrew, plural, not singular noun, more than one. In the beginning, God, God, God created the heaven and the earth. God created the heaven and the earth. Genesis 1 verse 1. John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Jesus. The Christ was God, the creator. Jesus, the Christ, was God, the creator. And secondly, he was God, the savior. He was God, the creator. By whom also he made the worlds. Hebrews 1 verse 2. He was God. The creator. And secondly he was God. The savior. He is God. Our savior. 1 Timothy 2 verse 3. He is God. Our savior. 1 Timothy 2 verse 3 verse 6. Who gave himself. Who gave himself a ransom for all, for all. Daniel 9, Daniel 9 verse 26. The Messiah shall be cut off. But not for himself. Not for himself. The Messiah that is the Savior shall be cut off. Will suffer the death penalty. But not for himself. Not for himself. He was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people. Isaiah 53 verse 8. Verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for our transgressions. Jesus the Christ was God the creator. But secondly, he is God the savior. He is God our savior who gave himself a ransom, a ransom for all who will have all men to be saved, who will have all men to be saved. Who will have all men, all men, all men, all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy 2 verse 4. 
the six who gave himself a ransom for all. Hallelujah. For all. Jesus the Christ was firstly God the creator. God the creator. But secondly, he was God the Savior. God the Savior. But thirdly, he is God the coming judge. He is God the coming judge. For the Father judgeth no man. The Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. John 5, verse 22. Jude, verse 14. Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all. To execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them. To convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed. And of all their ungodly speeches, all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Behold, the Lord cometh. The Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all. Second Thessalonians 1 verse 7. The Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God. Taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall be punished. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction. John 5 verse 27. Father had given him authority to execute judgment. The Father had given him authority to execute judgment. And all that are in the graves, all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. All that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life. And they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. They that have done good. All that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. Firstly, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven 
with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be. So shall we ever be. So shall we ever be with the Lord. All that in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. Firstly, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, but secondly, they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Revelation 20, verse 12. I saw the dead. I saw the dead. I saw the dead. Small children and great grown-ups stand. I saw the dead. Small and great stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged. Every man, every man, every man, every man, every man according to his word. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast. Cast into the lake of fire. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Hebrews 10 verse 31. If you have not prepared thyself to meet with thy God before you die. Amos 4 verse 12. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Hebrews 10 verse 31. If you have not prepared thyself to meet with thy God before you die. Amos 4 verse 12. Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Christ was firstly God the creator. God, the creator. But secondly, he was God, the savior. But thirdly, he is God, the coming judge. He is God, the coming judge, the judge of all the earth. Genesis 18, verse 25, the judge of all the earth. Who shall give account who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick, the living, and the dead? Who shall give account 
to him that is ready to judge the quick, the living, and the dead. 1 Peter 4, verse 5. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. James 5, verse 9. He hath prepared his throne for judgment. Psalm 9, verse 7. He hath prepared his throne for judgment. I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. From whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Revelation 20, verse 11. And they cried to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us! Fall on us! And hide us from the face of him. That sitteth on the throne. Hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne. And from the wrath of the Lamb. From the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come. Revelation 6 verse 16. The great day of his wrath is come. Now, most of the major heretical sects and heretical movements, most of the major heretical sects and heretical movements which claim, which claim to have received the full truth of Christianity, from sources and revelations outside of the pages of this holy book, which claim to have received the full truth of Christianity from sources and revelations outside of the pages of this holy book, all vehemently and aggressively, all vehemently and aggressively reject the divinity of Christ, the Trinity. And the eternal wrath of God upon the souls of men after death. All vehemently and aggressively reject the deity and divinity of Christ. The Trinity, that is, that God is a triune God. And the eternal wrath of God. Upon the souls of men after their death, if they have not prepared to meet with God. They argue that this word hell, the word hell, which was translated from four different words in the original languages of the scriptures. Firstly, the Old Testament Hebrew word Seol. Secondly, the New Testament Greek word Hades. Thirdly, the New Testament Greek word Gehenna. 
fourthly, the New Testament Greek word, Tartarus, which occurs only once in the entire Bible concerning God's judgment upon the fallen angels, that is the desperate demons who are at war on this battlefield of the souls of men. Yes. Only once Tartarus in the entire Bible occurs. Translated into the word hell. Concerning God's judgment upon the fallen angels, that is the desperate demons. In Second Peter 2 verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned. If God spared not the angels that sinned. But cast them down to hell. That is Tartarus. And delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. They argue that these four words do not necessarily suggest any form of judgment or punishment or suffering upon the souls of men after death. And therefore they must be viewed carefully, contextually, and only in the light of the original Hebrew or Greek meaning of the words. So today, let us look carefully Firstly, at the Old Testament Hebrew word Sheol, which was translated 31 times as meaning the grave, the grave. Three times as the pit, that is a hole dug into the ground, the pit, Sheol. And 30 times into the word hell, hell, Sheol, which was translated 31 times as meaning the grave. Three times as the pit dug into the ground and 30 times into the word hell <sighs> my life draws nigh unto the grave Sheol translated here as the grave my life draws nigh unto the grave Psalm 88 verse 3 but God, God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. God will redeem my soul from the power of Sheol, of the grave. 
Psalm 49, verse 15. 31 times Sheol is translated as meaning the grave. Three times as the pit. I shall bring thee down with them that descend into the pit. Sheol, again the same word translated now into the English word pit. Sheol, I shall bring thee down with them that descend into the pit and shall set thee in the low parts of the earth and shall set thee in the low parts of the earth. Ezekiel 26 verse 20. 31 times is meaning the grave. Three times as the pit. A hole dug into the ground. And 30 times into the word hell. The way of life. is above to the wise. That he may depart from hell beneath. The way of life. is above to the wise. That he may depart from hell. Hell beneath. Proverbs 15 verse 24. The dead are there. The dead are there in the depths of hell of Sheol. The dead are there. Proverbs 4 verse 18. In the depths of hell. Now, although this word Sheol has caused much conflict and controversy. Although this word Sheol has caused much conflict and controversy among Old Testament Hebrew scholars, the majority, most conservative, fundamental, evangelical scholars, most, most, vastly into the 90%, Most conservative, fundamental evangelical scholars agree that the word Sheol does not speak of a place where the souls of men go, but where their bodies go, that is, into the grave, into a pit, a hole dug into the ground, into the low parts of the earth. It does not speak a place where the souls of men go, they say. Rather, where their bodies go, into the grave. It does not speak of the destination of men's souls, but of the destruction of their bodies. It does not speak of the destination of men's souls, but of the destruction of their bodies. For all the souls of men do not go to the same place which Sheol clearly says again and again. All, all, and all the souls of men do not go to the same place, but their bodies do into the grave. Let's look. Secondly, the New Testament Greek word, Hades, Hades. In Luke 16, from verse 19, in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, we read in verse 22 that the rich man also died 
and was buried. And in hell, in hell, in Hades, he lift up his eyes. He in torments. Verse 24, and he cried, I am tormented. I am tormented in this flame. I am tormented in Hades. Tormented in this flame. But thirdly, let us look at the New Testament Greek word. Gehenna. Gehenna, which occurs ten times in the Gospels. Where Jesus spoke of those who were in danger. Those who were in danger of hell fire. Hell fire. Who will be cast into hell fire. Who will be cast into the furnace of fire. Who will be cast into everlasting fire. Who will suffer the damnation of hell. That is of Gehenna. Gehenna. Those who are in danger of hellfire. Matthew 5 verse 22. Who will be cast into hellfire. Jesus says. Not just Gehenna, but hell fire, Gehenna fire. Matthew 18, verse 9, who will be cast into the furnace of fire. Matthew 13, verse 42, will be cast into everlasting fire. Oh, God lied. Dear Lord Jesus, what do you like to say to the friend here? Cast into everlasting fire. Matthew 18, verse 8. Who will face the damnation of hell. That is of Gehenna. Matthew 25, verse 33. And the list goes on. I could go on for at least 20 minutes. Mark 3, verse 29. Who are in danger of eternal damnation. But let's go on here. The Lord Jesus taught. That after death. After death. A person's soul will either enter into the kingdom of God. A person's soul will either enter into the kingdom of God or be cast into hell. That is into Gehenna. Cast into hell. That is into Gehenna. There shall be weeping. Jesus said, a gnashing of teeth. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God. And you yourselves thrust out. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God in the kingdom of God and you yourselves 
thrust out. Luke 13, verse 28. Fear not, fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. Fear, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell, in Gehenna. Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy. Rig apalumi. Destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew 10, verse 38. Now, there are those that suggest that this particular verse clarifies that God will not send the soul into a state of eternal suffering and punishment and judgment. But rather, immediate or eventual annihilation, rather immediate or eventual annihilation, therefore cease to exist. Cease to exist. They argue that a God of love, a God of love, would never be able to send a soul that he created. A God of love would never send a soul into a state of eternal suffering and damnation. But, beloved, this God of love, this God of love in love, has clearly warned us of the eternal duration of hell's punishment. The eternal duration of hell's punishment. Matthew 25, verse 46. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment. These shall go away into everlasting punishment. Who will be cast? Who will be cast into hell? Into Gehenna? Who will be cast into hell? Into the fire that shall never be quenched. Where there worm, where there worm shall not die, neither shall the fire be quenched. Where their worm shall not die, neither shall the fire be quenched. Mark 9, verse 45. Here Christ is quoting Isaiah 66 from verse 23. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another shall all flesh come to worship before me. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. For their worm shall not shall their fire be quenched. Their worm shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched. 
Mom, they pass through forever and ever. Mom, they pass through forever and ever. Isaiah 34 verse 10. Between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed. So that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Luke 16, verse 26. Between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed. So that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Here is the irreversible nature of hell's punishment. Firstly, the eternal duration of hell's punishment. Secondly, the irreversible nature of hell's punishment clearly taught in the Holy Scriptures by God. And puny man stands up against God and fights him always. We only have one brief moment irreversible nature of hell's punishment. Thus, the eternal duration of hell's punishment. Secondly, the irreversible nature of hell's punishment. Staggering words. Now, although, although I stand firmly with Martin Luther against the gravely erroneous doctrines and teachings of Rome. Although I stand firmly with Luther against the gravely erroneous doctrines and teachings of Rome, it is interesting, it is interesting, even staggering, to note that the Catechism of the Roman Catholic Church says the teachings of the Church the teachings of the church affirm the existence of hell and its eternity. Immediately after death, the souls of those who die in a state of mortal sin descend into hell, where they will suffer the punishments of hell, as stated in the Holy Scriptures, and that is eternal fire. Rome. Oh, please be careful that you say I defended Rome, but you add that I also Stand firmly with Luther. Otherwise I would be excommunicated, I suppose. We don't want to do that now. Here's the, the articles I've got of Rome in the front pages of the newspapers of the world affirming what the papacy agrees is definitely the doctrines of Rome. But I'm not Roman, okay? In case some of you want to get me into real trouble saying something positive about uh, that movement that murdered more of the two born-again Christians than any other movement in history. 
wanting to. There are also those who argue that only Satan, the beast, the false prophet, and the fallen angels, that's demons, will face eternal suffering in the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone. For Revelation 20 verse 10 says, The devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever. But, beloved, it also states that whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Verse 15. The angels shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 13, 49 says, Jesus said, God manifests in the flesh said, Oh, God lied. We must be careful here. We must be careful here to note that Isaiah 34, from which the book of Revelation is quoting concerning the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone. We must be careful here to note that Isaiah 34, from which the book of Revelation, oh, by the way, the vast majority of the New Testament is merely quoting the Old Testament. Did you know that? This side of Calvary, hallelujah, makes a great difference. There's very little in a lot of the New Testament that isn't word perfect. The Old Testament. We must be careful here to note that Isaiah 34, which is from which the book of Revelation is quoting concerning the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone states in verse 10 that it shall not be quenched night and day. The smoke thereof shall go up forever. None shall pass through it forever and ever. Verse 17. They shall possess it forever. From generation to generation shall they dwell therein. Chapter 33, verse 14, solemnly asks, Who among us shall dwell with a devouring fire? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? Oh, there's theologians that argue about that too. It's not literal. But we won't go into them right now. Now, all today's heretical sects and movements, all of today's heretical sects and movements argue that Jesus was not God. Jesus was not God, for no man hath seen God at any time. 1 John 4 verse 12 states, For God is a spirit. He cannot be seen, they argue. No man hath seen God at any time. Oh, beloved. Jesus. God manifests in the flesh unless he lied and the Bible is full of lies. You choose, you theologians. You heretics. Jesus said, he that hath seen me hath seen the Father also. Was he lying? Being the express image of his person. Hebrews 1 verse 2. Was God's word lying? The express image of his person. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father also. John 10 verse 30. 
For I and my Father are one. John 14, verse 9. John 4, verse 18. The only begotten Son, which is the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him, being the express image of his person. Hebrews 1, verse 2. And who did Jacob see? In Genesis 32, verse 30, Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God. I have seen God. I have seen God face to face. And my life is reserved. Listen carefully. Shamar, you know, you go a bit further in the Bible, two books, and you find that he would wrestle with an angel. But beloved, there's no theologian, including Luther and Zwingli and Calvin and Wesley, of course, that don't agree explicitly that it's pre-incarnate appearances of Christ. And I've got good company there. So don't ask me his name. Oh, there you are, Luther. Even Calvin. Well, Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. I have seen God face to face, face to face, and my life is preserved. God didn't say, wait a minute, that's an angel. No, it was God. God has rarely confronted him, as he does in each time. When it's not God, oh, Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face. Thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shalt thou not see. Exodus 33, verse 23, he said to Moses. Who did the elders and Moses see in Exodus 24, verse 10? They saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, paved of sapphire stone. And as it were, a body of heaven in his clearance. Verse 11, they saw God. Abraham, Genesis 18, the Lord appeared to him, to Abraham, in the plains at Mamre. Verse 2, and he bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, verse 13, and the Lord said to Abraham, verse 14, Is anything too hard for the Lord? Tell not the judge of all the earth, do right. And the Lord went his way. Now, beloved, Amazingly, Jehovah Witnesses believe that Jesus was actually Michael, the archangel. That Jesus existed as Michael, the archangel, prior to coming to earth and became Michael again at his resurrection. They claim that Jesus was only a man when he was on earth. And when he died, the man Jesus ceased to exist. It was raised a spirit creature that is as the archangel Michael. In essence, they believe that Jesus was Michael, the archangel, that is the chief angel, Jude verse 4. Fallen to the earth, reconstructed in human form, and was only a son of God, not the son of God. For Job 1 verse 6, they say, refers to the angels as the sons of God. But beloved, Hebrew 1 verse 4 declares... That he was far greater than the angels. Verse 5. Unto which of the angels said he at any time. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Quoting Psalm 2 verse 7. And verse 6. Let all the angels of God worship him. Including Michael. Trust me. Let all the angels of God worship him. Verse 8. But unto the son. He saith, thy throne, O God, 
is forever and ever. Quoting Psalm 45, verse 6. Now, there are, of course, many other arguments of today's heretical sects that have, made, that have been made against the vital fundamental truths of Christianity. The Jehovah Witnesses, the Jehovah Witnesses, for instance, also vehemently challenge Christ's equality with God the Father. Pointing out that Jesus said in John 14, verse 28, My father is greater than I. But John 5, verse 18, tells us that the Jews sought the more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Philippians 2, verse 6, Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Jesus was equal with God the Father, beloved, but in his human state, he claimed dependence on God the Father. John 5, verse 19, the Son can do nothing of himself. Verse 30, I can do of mine own self Nothing. The Father, beloved, was in heaven with complete power and glory while he, as God incarnate, that is, human form, would soon return to his former original glorified state of total equality with God the Father. That is, to his full power and glory. John 17, verse 5, And now, O Father, glorify thou me with the Thine own self, that is alongside, literally in the Greek, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. He was in subordination, not in equality. John 5, 5 verse 19 to 21 teaches the clarity of equality with God in power. John 5 verse 22 to 35, equality with God the Father in authority. John 5, verse 19 to 47, Christ's divinity and equality with God the Father, complete equality as a part of the Trinity, the triune God. Equality with God the Father. Now, of course, there are many other arguments. There are many other arguments against the vital, fundamental teachings of our faith today. From the staggering amount of heretical sects that have emerged under the banner of Christianity. And from the literal army of liberal theologians and sacrilegiously, who sacrilegiously and blasphemously war, war against and undermine the vital truths of this sacred book. But you only have one moment, sir. It's so brief you ought to tremble. Before you face the God you fight. With the Bible in your hand. Shame on you. Staggering amount of heretical checks. That have emerged under the banner of Christianity. And from the literal army. Of liberal theologians. Who sacrilegiously and blasphemously. War against and undermine the vital truths of the sacred book and war against those who still dare to preach it unapologetically and faithfully 
But I am more shaken and concerned at the subtle, fearful, softening toward many of these gravely heretical and liberal views of preachers. From within the fundamental evangelical church across the entire world today. You want to listen to their names? I've got most of them. Just in case. We once preached you. That's the dirty. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, God warned. That time has obviously and tragically come, beloved. Don't doubt it. Satan cried in Genesis 3 verse 1, Hath God said... Christ turned to the deeply religious Pharisees who were the most influential theologians of their time and he said to them ye are of your father the devil for he was a liar from the beginning John 8 verse 44 a true witness delivereth but a deceitful witness speaketh lies Proverbs 14, verse 25, and even worse, believeth the lie. You want to not receive truth? What, oh, what, what God gives over to believe a lie? Second Thessalonians 2, verse 11. They bend their tongues like their bow for lies, but they are not valiant for the truth. They are not valiant for the truth upon the earth. Jeremiah 9 verse 3. Truth faileth. Yea truth is fallen. Isaiah 59 verse 14. And if the foundations be destroyed. What can the righteous do? Even with some of our Bibles in their hands. What's left to do. He that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. Let him speak my word faithfully. Jeremiah 23 verse 28. In doctrine, in doctrine showing uncorruptness. Titus 2 verse 7. Not handling the word of God deceitfully. That means you can. Not handling the word of God deceitfully. Second Corinthians 4 verse 2. Rightly dividing the word of truth, that's in honesty and correctly, with a clear conscience, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2 verse 15. Holding fast the faithful word. Titus 1 verse 9. Speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. That's a warning. You think it was there for nothing? We'd all just be sound in doctrine to the end, no matter what God said. Speak thou. Those who have any conscience left 
in the purpose of God I'm speaking of. You judge me for preaching like this. Oh, sir, you judge me if I don't. Someone has to before there's no rest. Even in our most popular and originally greatest theological institutes, Speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Titus 2 verse 1. And earnestly contend for the faith. I'm trying. You're judging me for it. The way I say it, how do you think Christ would say it? If he stood here with a smile. Wake up. Church of Christ. Earnestly contend for the faith. Jude verse 3. For as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel. Brother, brother, brother. You know what God trusted you with? The responsibility of God to his word. We have no courage to fight against the soul crept into our theological seminaries that used to produce godly men. But now they dispense of nearly 90% of the Bible in dispensationalism. <laughs> I believe in dispensationalism. Of course there's the dispensation of this and the gospel. Brother, I do not believe in dispensing nearly 90% of the Bible as not relevant and not to be preached. Not to be adhered to rubbish. How more clear do you want me to say it? Well, I don't care what you do to me. I don't think they've done enough. I don't care what you do to me. As we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men. But God have mercy on you, preacher, if you try and please men. You do. You cannot please God by yourself. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 4. For there are certain men crept in unawares, turning the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ into lasciviousness, and denying the only Lord God. Denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Jude verse 4. Also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Acts 20 verse 30. Verse 31. Therefore watch. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. Hebrews 13 verse 9. One is just new is the thing to do. Rubbish. You think I've ignored it.
by any shame. Try, let us test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many, that word in the Greek is the most. That word many again and again, Matthew 24. The most, the majority under the banner of Christianity, who deceive many, the most, the masses, the fearful word. Many false prophets have gone out into the world. One John 4 verse 1. And many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Weeping if it happened then it can't happen now. Brother, men I wept with for souls. I tell you you are now weeping. And I mean it. They're the enemies of the cross of Christ. And you don't know them. There's something wrong with you. You can't be hid. Today, you turn from this book as it stands. Because the day you expose yourself is doing the devil's work in God's book. are the enemies now of the cross of Christ. Philippians 3 verse 18. That would pervert the gospel of Christ. That's of course talking about the legalism of the law, but there's every aspect that would pervert the gospel. Galatians 1 verse 7. The things that thou hast heard of me, commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also, Timothy. 2 Timothy 2 verse 2. But, but add thou not unto his words. Proverbs 30 verse 6. For if any man shall add unto these things. God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. That is the book of Revelation. Which we must remember, is also viewed and must be viewed as the last book, but essentially one with the entire canonized scriptures. Don't you separate anything, John. Contextually, you wouldn't have a leg to stand on anything. That's vital. If you say that about Revelation, which is the last, do you think God lost control when the men canonized the scripture? In putting Revelation as the last book of the Bible. Do you think God has no control over this? They pick up old manuscripts now. The oldest. Goodness me. Why did the early church bury it? Have you ever asked yourself that? Of course there were wrong doctrines. Of course there were incorrect, perverted Writings. Now you find the gospel of what? Judas. You find the gospel of what? Oh, this must be added to the Bible. The Bible. What on earth are you about, man? God have mercy on your souls. Don't touch this. Don't tell me God lost control back then. And now at the end, men are finding things that contradict this book. We want to- Our prayer is that you have been blessed and encouraged by this sermon. To download full sermons, go to our website, www.sermonindex.com. You can contact us through the website, and please share a testimony of how this sermon has ministered to you.